It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Hello and welcome to another episode of All Talk with Tom and Eddie here from the Hello Sport podcast. Coming to you live, technically not live, but live on SEN. Back for another week of news and uh, this week we are talking to the fastest man in Australia. Saw him at the Olympics, saw him at the Com Games. Great chat with the one and only Rowan Browning. Let's get into it. Now Rowan, how old are you? 24. 24. World at the feet. How good's that? When did you like? Have you been? I mean, I would assume you've been fast. All like you were a fast kid as well, right? Like, is that something that like? Did you always have it? Were you fast out of the womb? Um, How I, long was labour? I did. Um, <laughs> I did. Um, I was good at the school level. Yeah. How good? Yeah. Like, like I'd, I'd win. Good? I'd no, not 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 prodigious. Mm. But better than my peers. Yes. Would you At win the nationals? school level? No, no way. I'd I'd win the school carnival, and I'd go zone, state, and just get rolled in at state. You get rolled my at kids state. Kids who you know early developers. Yeah. Would you get out of the keen trainers, pushy parent? Yeah. Yeah. Offspring. Okay. Um, would you get out of the heats at state? I'm just trying to see, like, would, was I you at one point? <laughs> yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, what could you have been? Yeah. Well, did you have a bit of natural go? Yeah, I did. And then it fell off me. Yeah, okay. He likes to think he did. Well, still, I was a state runner, Tom. Were you a state yeah. sprinter? Yeah. Must have been a shit year. You get those. You <laughs> yeah, get soft years. I was, soft I was, years. Well, look, I was nine. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when did you then, like, start to get, like, fast, fast? Um, start winning state. Start rolling people. Well, I never trained. I didn't like it. I did one year of the lays, hated it. Did you? Yeah, I got this terrible memory of tripping over in the hurdles and, and calling it a calling it a day pretty well. Always like team sports. You know, I played footy and different things. Winger? Uh Fullback. yeah. Yeah, back throw. Yeah. Rugby union. Yeah. Um but about sixteen was when I started when I got good. But aren't I you had get, a breakthrough. Are you getting but, you're getting good from training, I would imagine. Like you don't just, or is that like a pubes kicking in? Yeah, I think a bit of that. I, I think a bit of that. A bit of that. Do you then? That's what I was saying before. Do you start training because you're quicker, or do you just notice like, oh, I'm actually getting faster, and I'm not doing anything to try and get faster. I like this now. Yeah, a bit of that. I mean, I played. So, like I said, I played rugby, and you know, I was I was decent, but my my best asset was raw pace, mm. you know, not so much the positional play or whatever. I'm not sure mm. I was bringing too much else to the table. Just got better, got in the gym, started lifting weights through those teen years um, and got better as a, as a sprinter. And then, I don't know, it's one of those things, it's like this process of like attrition, I think. Other kids drop off and you get, you get better and the man-child becomes increasingly irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, 
I probably started training when I was 14, 15. Were you sprinting the whole time? You know, like I were – you, were you playing team sports on the weekend? You didn't do much delays, but like how were you – how were you aware of your speed on the track? This is the clock. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, were you through school? Yeah, or were yeah, you yeah. going out there and just training and getting your old man on the stopwatch? No, no, nothing like that. Um, it's just a school carnival, I think, is where it probably all started for me. Mm. Um, and there's that pathway, you know, his own state, whatever, regionals, whatever. You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport on SCN. We're talking to the fastest man in Australia, Rowan Browning. Now, Rowan, do you remember the first time you broke 11? Uh, Yeah, I do. So that year I'd played footy through... um, uh, The start of that year we had like our nationals. I think I'd run 11-3. I was 16. And that was where puberty set in for me, like that 16 to 17 year. Yep. Played rugby through the off-season. Couldn't break into the school first 15. Um, politics. <laughs> <laughs> and in the end, you know, I was pretty pretty jaded. Um, had, like, a bit of a growth spurt, a bit of a strength boost. I don't know, like, just started training, taking a bit more seriously. Mm. So I'd run 11-3 at the start of the year. By September, I'd run 10-90. That was first time sub-10. Oh, sub-11, sorry. And then I ran... I went like 10-4, 10-3, wind assisted, 10-18. I just had this like at what huge, age? like like meteoric rise at, at 16. Damn it. You dude. ran sub-11 and then a 10-14. 10-18. 18 in the same year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was just Oh absurd. my God. It was just absurd. So there, at that point, people are going, oh, this kid's. That's, I think that's when I, I got on the radar yeah. in this country. Um, but... Had a few years in the wilderness then, like just could not come near that. It was just this day where, you know, the stars aligned. It was just like big tailwinds. It was hot. Yeah. Good conditions. I don't know. It was just hyped up. It's funny, like I was thinking about this before, that like improvement in sprinting is so infinitesimal. Like it's tiny, whereas, you know, I guess like, you know, if you're saying doing a long distance run or something like that where like, you can actually improve quite significantly and cut like large portions of your time. Is that difficult to deal with or to try and like keep you motivated when you do have like a great day like that and then you just don't come even near it again for a long time? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, and that's the thing about the sport is like the conditions are such a big part of it. Mm. So, you know, you want to run your season's best at the major championship. Um, But most people don't. Just because, you know, usually it's around the evening, you're in a big stadium, the winds are a bit more nullified. Mm. Um, yeah, I think the margins in the sport are really what define it. It's what makes it so hard because it's just about that neuromuscular condition that you turn up in on the day, you know. It's, what does that mean? Well, you know, it's how sharp are you feeling? What sort of state are you in? You know, that, that, neuromuscular that, condition. Yeah. I like that. But so what is – can you – like, is that how you literally feel in your muscles? Is that sort of like what that means? No, it's not that at all. It's more like, um, <laughs> I'd say, it's it's more like just the state of your nervous system. You've got to be like sort of peaked in training and then and then well rested. Mm. Um, 
that's when you that's when you perform. So how much how involved is like do you have another do you have another gig? What's the go with sort of like uh, I guess being a professional athlete like you mm. are but in the sort of athletics field where obviously during Olympic periods it's massive in Australia and I know you're doing all, there's like all these like world events around the world like what do you do in between the bigger events do you have to do any other work or anything like that or are you just like full-time athlete well I'm full-time athlete I'm okay. still, I'm at uni like plugging away what are you studying I'm doing uh law nice wow. but it's been slow it's been a slow well you've been running for the nation process, so we'll yeah. we'll forgive that <laughs> Well, I if you're running for the nation, it's all forgiven. <laughs> I, as far as five I, years. I yeah. did five years for a three degree and I was not running for the nation. So, you know, I'll forgive it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to forgive it. Yeah, 100%. So who, how does that all work? Is it sponsorship based? You get grants from like the government? Um, we- sponsors, big part. Yeah. Um, Puma and True Protein. There you go. I was about to say the sport. There we go. Yeah, I'm lucky I got some good sponsors, you know, like products that, you know, I really I get around, believe in. So yes, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like it's just because it's such a truly global sport, like globally accessible sport. Mm. Yeah. You know, that's what makes it makes it tough. Yeah, um, it's just that competitive marketplace, I, I suppose. Especially in my event now, like it's becoming a lot more global. The best talents out of you know the United States and Jamaica, like it has been, but it's also out of China and Japan. Uh, you know, Africa, United Kingdom. So it really is much more global. Mm. And when? dare I say, Australia. Yeah. On the rise, but there we go. There we go. But, you know, there's, but there's a lot more guys on the Australian circuit now who are doing really well. So, I yeah. mean, it's, um, you know, that, that sort of rising tide, I suppose. Have you, ever broken, have you ever broken 10 in, like, you know, a training or a wind assist or anything like that? Yeah, wind assisted in, uh, in Wollongong around 996 last year. Uh, sorry. Yeah, last year. What was the wind? Um... I actually can't remember. I want to say 2.4, but I think that's too generous. The max you can have is two. It might have been three point something. So the max you can have is two and the records and the record count? Is that, the yeah. way, is that what it is? Yeah. Right. So it was a bit more than that. It was, yeah, it might have been three point something. Like it was, That's what I mean. It's all just so It doesn't really small. matter anyway. It's all sort of, it was, yeah, I mean, it, it helps. The wind helps for sure. Do you yeah, think it sure. doesn't help as much as maybe it's given credit for in those things or like... Oh, I think probably is. So you know. don't, you, you know, you don't go to bed at night having run nine nine six in Wollongong, win assisted, being like, I broke ten today. Yeah, I was pumped with it because it was sort of like it's it's this barrier for sure. Ten seconds, sort of. If you're north of it, you're on the radar, but you're not really, you're not a big deal. Mm. But you know, once you go sub, you join a much more exclusive club, um, the sub club. Yeah, the sub ten club, mm. and everybody wants to be a part of that club mm-hmm. if you're in the industry. Yes. So I mean, it's it's one of those things. Um, you know, I would have liked to have done it a long time ago, but Shervo never haven't. broke ten. Ten oh one. No, he ten oh three. Ten oh three. Good lord, that's close. What's your to- what's your best? Oh, ten oh one. Your ten oh one. Yeah. Oh, does God. that burn? Was Again, that in was that good, in the heats? Like, was that in the heats of the Olympics? Yeah. 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 No, it doesn't burn. Um, I don't know. I, I guess you just get used to those margins, right? Like yeah. it's just that's yeah, yeah. what you sign up for. It is what it is. Like sometimes you're on the right. You, sometimes you get the rub of the green. Sometimes you don't. Like you're on the right. You, just the clock is what it is. Mm. Um, Should have run quicker. At the end of the day, yeah. like it's a very simple sport. You know, run fast. fast. Yeah, it just be fast. Yeah, just it's hard to overcomplicate it. If yeah. you were to, if you were to run that heat at the Olympics again, 
where do you think you could have made up time? Like, was there something that you didn't get quite right? You know, I think at the time it was probably probably as good a race as I've ever run for the shape that I was in at that moment. It's probably nothing I'd change. I mean, that was my best run ever. So, yeah. you know, I like to think, you know, you just progress. Like, it's a bit of an older man's game. It takes years to just get that load into you, get mm. robust enough, you know. What sort of condition were you in at the time? You should have mentioned that just then. Well, I was in best condition I'd been in. Yeah. Okay. Um, but compared to now, so? Well, now I'm, I'm, I'm out of condition, I'd say. I mean, I'm, I'm in off-season now, yeah. so... Um, I'm I'm just in the process of like building. Yeah, I won't look to race again until you know maybe like February or March on the Australian circuit. You asked before the competitions run pretty globally. Like obviously our summer's at the wrong end of the year. So in terms of the major championship, mm. which is almost always in the northern hemisphere. So there's a circuit in Japan. There's a circuit that runs through Europe. Competitions in North America. But yeah, you got to travel a lot. You got to be overseas for a fair while. When did you start then? From when you were like teen? When did you then? Go, I mean, not even necessarily professional, but like start to compete in the the big boy stakes, like you know. Um, only really the past couple of years. I think it would have been earlier if if not for COVID. Mm. Um, but I just had injuries every year. Like I got these congenitally bad knees. I think the diagnosis is is f- knees. And dude, I've got the same thing. Yeah. It's probably why I've been held back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. What's what? So what? Just dodgy knees. Yeah, just, just knees that give me issues every year. So, like, just getting cortisone injections every year to just get on top of information and stuff like that. So you say COVID f***ed you, like, in terms of getting, like, the timeline to get to the big boys. But so then when you're 18, when you finish school, what are you doing? Like, are you going straight into a – are you still training after school? Is there, like, a pathway from when you finish? Because you're 24, right? It's so pretty like- siloed, to be honest. There's a lot of different coaches around, but it's all quite siloed. Um yeah, I mean, I was just training with my coach. He's my high school coach, um, Murph. And shout out to Murph. Yeah, shout out to Murph. Like, Murph's been there. Like, he was the one who got me into the sport to begin with. Oh, so, okay. he's, he's been my only ever coach. Hectic. And, that's um, cool. So, he's like a high school coach now coaching a, an Olympic Yeah, runner. yeah, yeah. Did he work at the high school you went to or did he? He did. Ha- he did, yeah. He was there and, and that's, that's how That's a nice story. Yeah, I like that. What's Murph's background? Triple jumper. Triple jumper. Yeah, went to three Olympics in his own oh, right. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Cool. So Murphy was a great athlete. Olympian? Uh, I, I believe so. Yeah. That's, so, pretty, that's pretty dope. But definitely I was a blank canvas when he got stuck into me. Yeah. So, yeah. That's pretty That's pretty hectic though, right? Like, you know. I like that you There's a bit the of like, coach. there's a bit, I can see a film in that. I'm not going to write it. I don't have enough time, but I can see. <laughs> well, if you win, if you win gold... For the nation, there's a film there. Yeah, maybe not a film, maybe like a like an Amazon documentary, like the. Yeah, well, I mean, like they're, 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 they're the films of the day. They are. They pay big. What was the, I guess, catalyst after school Murph training you to where? Like, I'm just trying to work out where the jump is from. Like, all right, this kid, you've got talent, you're fast, but there's obviously other fast people. Like, when do you... What is the thing that gets you to start compete? Was Commonwealth Games your first national Yeah, event? Yeah, that was a big one. The Commonwealth Games was a big one in 2018 because it was, like, home crowd, uh, first national team. Was it oh, well, sorry, I'd, I'd made a national team in 2017 for, with the relay, uh, but the Commonwealth Games was my first run in the individual 100. Yeah. Was that Brisbane? Was it... Uh, Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Yeah. And that was the taste. Like, that was just a bit of dessert. That, that, that got me sucked in. I think. Yeah, right. And how'd you go? 
came ninth. Okay. It was, yeah, I ran all right. I think it's probably reflective of where I was at that point. So, yeah, it was, um, that was a big one. And then, so then the teams I made were uh, 2017 World Champs in the relay, 2018, the 100 in the relay, 2019, the 100, had a shocker, ran like dead last. Almost in my heat, yeah. And do you, when you have those sort of things, you know what, like... Yeah, I'd just been sick and I'd been injured all year and I just wasn't in shape. Went there. It was a miserable experience beginning to end. Like, I got <laughs> gastro a couple of weeks before. Oh, I lost weight. Good. I just... I was in this town in Austria where I was just, like, throwing up constantly. Mm. Right. Um, couldn't compete. Flew back to the training camp, which was in um, northern Italy. Mm. This town called... Uh, Gavarate and uh, went to Worlds just knowing I was not in the mix mm. and really struggled there came back I'd run basically dead last I think one guy tore his hammy in the race he's the only guy I beat <laughs> I came like 40th I thought you were going to say you lost to him I was like oh that must have been a bad day God uh, It was a bad day regardless Yeah And the worst thing is it was in Doha and like you couldn't even go out and have a beer afterwards My old man flew over um, He's he's a really straight bastard and he said to me, like, by the time we get home, I'll have spent three hours on a plane for every one second I watched you run. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Thank you, mate. Yeah, Good to have you. <laughs> yeah, and then we went up to the bar at the Hilton for a beer, 25 bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. So it was a miserable sort of endeavour beginning to end, but um, like fueling, you know. So I came back from that and I was I was pretty keen on, on, on the Olympics 2020 and then um, just all got delayed, so I just trained through. This is all talk with Hello Sport thanks to Neds. Take your betting to the Neds level and download the fully loaded Neds app today. But as always, gamble responsibly. Let's get back to the chat with Rowan Browning. Um, and what about your? Do your parents like ever give you advice? Your old man like, bruh, you up yeah. You know, you're, you're your all, cadence was yeah, off. Your today. cadence was all off. No, nah, no, nah, my parents were always good. They, especially dad, like he was just, you know, he's a massive sports fan. Loves his rugby. Um, Union, R- rugby union. He's a huge Brumbies fan. But, like, just lived for Saturday sport, drove us around. Yeah. Um, which I always really appreciated. Never pushy, though. Yeah, and, yeah. and knew his limits. Yeah. So he's not giving me advice. You no. know, he's deferring to the professionals for sure. Yeah, I got a coach for that, Dad. Exactly, yeah. But he used to always say stuff like, I remember he'd be like, at a school carnival, I'd run the one and the two, and then that'd be it. Nobody ever wants to run the 400. But he'd always just kind of be like, oh, it's just really disappointing that you don't test yourself out in the 400. So it'd be like that sort of thing. Like <laughs> yeah, not overbearing, yeah, yeah. not pushy, but just like, oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were sort of made the worst card stuff. of all on you, the disappointment <laughs> yeah. card. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just have a crack. Test yourself. You're like, F- mate, I'm going to state for sprinting. How do you think you'd go at the 400? Like, um, do you have the, the engine for it? I've run a 400. I ran it a few years ago. I ran a 47.17, I think. How's that suck up? I wouldn't have... Clue. Well, 43, low 43 is a world record? Uh, yeah, like 43.0. If you're sub 44, you're serious. Yeah. If you, let's say you were better at the 400, would you, would there be part of you that was just like, I can't be bothered to train for that? You know, I don't mind the training for it. It's pretty grinding, but I mean, I just think people tend to start with the 100 and work back, work out from yeah. there. Do you, you run know? the two? Yeah, uh, from time to time. I want to get into a bit more. Yeah. It's good to have that range, I think, but... um. Yeah, the 400's tough. So I ran it once at the Sydney Track Classic uh, against actual, you know, 400 guys and and went out. You know, the only strategy I have is just to run flat stick, balls to the wall for the start and inevitably you die in the back end. 
So I got to 350 and I was ahead of the pack and thought, you know, there's a bit of prize money in the race. I thought, easiest money I've ever made. <laughs> and with 50 metres to go, I just died so hard. Like five guys ran through me, you know, had the had the piano on my back and it was, and then just went straight to the bathrooms and was throwing my guts up. Really? Yeah. What's it like? Do you have that feeling in a, even in a hundred, like where you can be out in front and just sort of feel yourself get run down like, yeah that that's a, a terrible terrible feeling i can imagine <laughs> it's a terrible feeling because it's like there's this point where you hit your top speed and then everybody sort of decelerates but you, you want to decelerate the least mm. if that makes sense i mean when you feel guys come through you stress out you tighten up that's when it's all over and it's this like slow motion feeling of just being just chopped down mm. and it's it sucks you say that everyone reaches the like they accelerate reach their Top speed. Top speed at the same point. Where is that? Um, it's a little bit different for everyone, but it's like more or less around that sort of 60 metre mark, 50 to 60 metres. What's yeah. the kilometres per hour you're doing at top speed? Uh, I don't know, but I think m- the best velocity I've ever heard is like 12 metres a second. So, I don't know, Dave, can you <laughs> convert that yeah. into kilometres so 12 metres a second? Well, it's not. That's, that's, that's pretty wild. That's moving. If you can try and work that out, I don't have... It's a simple Google search. I know that to be a fact. (laughs) You may have done it before. Yeah, I've done it before for sure. I've done it whenever they publish like football players, uh, kilometres, like kilometres an hour. Do you reckon they're they're bullshit? For sure. Yes. (laughs) Or, I mean, they're not, look, they're not gold standard. Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. But I mean... It's all GPS data, so it's yeah, it's it's not gold standard. Because I've seen I've seen a couple of like forty. I swear I've seen some 42, 43s out of like Addo Car. Nah, and stuff. dude, I'm pretty sure they're all like high thirties. Nah, there's I'm pretty sure there's forties. Maybe I'm wrong. So. No, look, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure yeah, is it? I'm pretty sure they're like the high thirties in the NRL. I've never seen anyone do forty. Yeah. Are there any of those NRL boys where you're like they could be sprinters? Like, what do you think about like someone like Jason Saab who's just f-ing humongous? Oh, there's there's a lot of talent. For sure. Uh, and that's the thing in this country, right? Like a lot of the, the sporting talent gets split between so many different sports. Yeah. So many different codes. Um, yeah, there's some, some massive talent out there for sure. Is there one that you'd pick though? Like if you were to run your own, like that you've seen where you're like, they've got, whether it's mechanics or uh, just raw pace, as we were saying before, like that. Maybe Josh Adokar. Yeah. I mean, he's got that talent for sure. But I just think, I, the thing is, it's, it's hard with a big body. Like you got to be pretty, pretty lean in life. Like you got to kind of get that body mass down a little bit i think everybody thinks sprinters are really jacked but honestly if you see them in person there the, the camera adds you know five or ten kilos for sure mm. um they're not big bodies really for the most part mm. that is interesting actually and like only you, you say like the camera does make you look jacked even when you came in here i think i was thinking like you were going to be a six foot five no definitely not you know, I wish. Well, most sprinters are like historically quite short, right? Is, it, is Bolt the only yeah. one that was like particularly tall? Like Maurice Green, how tall was he? Like all those Five guys. 5'11", I think. Maybe. Yeah. What's the vibe with like at the Olympics when it's like, you know, the big dicks in the world are all there to like, and you're on the blocks and you're, what's the, is there any camaraderie between the sprinters or is it very much like a... Not really. It's just very everyone's, individual. I'd say everyone's just head down. Um... Like, like, literally, just focused on their lane. There's not a lot of chirp. There's yeah. not a lot of camaraderie. It's all pretty post race. Anything? Like deathly silent. Yeah. Anything post? Like, do you get on with it? Or do you have any relationships with any of those guys? Or is it really just like a like you know? You see them when you start. You see them at the end because you're finished, and then it's just like yeah, later. it's a bit like that. You know, there are guys mm. you got relationships, good relationships with, and 
but I just think in especially in um, in the in the sprint game, nobody really gets too close. Uh, I think I suspect. What's the qualifying time for the Olympics? Firstly, and when did you run it? Uh, it was for, for Tokyo. It was ten oh five, and I ran it in Brisbane at a mm. meet, um, Brisbane Track Classic, and I uh, ran ten oh five on the dot. So I was pretty pretty pumped with that. That would have been a nice feeling. Yeah, it felt awesome. I ran. I had. Um, I think it was that race. I, had, I was chewing gum before the race and I got stuck with it. And I, I had it in my mouth and I, as I ran, it fell out halfway through the race. <laughs> oh, and really? I, and I went back searching for it because, you know. Lucky gum. No, no, I didn't chew it on the track. I just felt bad that, you know, someone's <laughs> oh, going to step on that. <laughs> Chewy on the track. Chewy on the track. It's a hazard. Well, and what's, is, it, is it 10.05 for, where are we going next? Paris? For Paris. No, it's, it's gone to 10.0 flat, I think. Or not, yeah, 10.0 flat. But, um, really? Yeah, they've introduced this sort of tennis-style world ranking system. So they're trying to push people to qualify through that, um, which As is significantly to the easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they only want the top what 20% or whatever to qualify on time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they want to push people into the world ranking system. So it's, like, it's a harder standard, but I'd say the qualification is easier. So how does that work for you then? Like, what does that look like? Just going to as many meets as possible? Or? Oh, it's all about targeting the right meets. Big mm. points, like, stiffer competition. Yeah. It's a bit, it, yeah. Yeah. So how confident are you that you'll be at Paris? Yeah, confident, I'd say. Yeah. Um, I'd like to get my world ranking down. I think I finished last last year at 13th. This year I fell down a bit. I had a bit of a shocker and went to, like, 35th or something. I couldn't tell you where I sit right now. I try not to look at it too often. But, I mean... Don't do, don't look that up, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, yeah, I'm I'm confident. Like, if I get good training and I remain, you know, injury free and and sickness free, like that's always been my problem is these knees and just getting sick. You know, getting COVID, getting the flu, that sort of thing. That makes a big difference. Is it easy to get sick when you're like a finely tuned machine? Yeah, you know for what sure. I mean, because like it's sort of like the slightest thing will throw you off. Yeah, and just even if you're too lean, if your body fat's too low, you're just a bit more susceptible. How much you weigh? 70, I like to compete at 77. Right now, I'm at about 79. Sharp. In the middle of, or at the end of hotel quarantine last year when I got back, I um, I was like 82. That was the heaviest I think I've been. I've been 82 before. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, mate? Yeah, a few years ago. Long yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey? Long, Long ago. ago. <laughs> What's it like making the Olympics? What was that experience like for you? And And again, I guess like off the back of that, going from and I say this respectfully, relative sort of unknown, as you finish some big day rosé, they're calling it the greatest rosé of all time, uh, going from relative unknown to now you're a, you know, you're very well known in this country, blue ticked on Instagram. What's that experience like for a young buck? Well, I mean, yeah, it, you know, track and field in Australia doesn't, it doesn't have the biggest profile. Um, just, just that, like after the Olympic heat, my phone blowing up, was just a surreal experience. Uh, really distracting. Like, really, really distracting. Yeah. So I turned it all off, you know. But I didn't sleep a wink that night, really. How like, long did it take for you, though, to go, like, oh, this isn't good for me in this moment? Like, I need to not oh, pay attention to this. Yeah, pretty quick. Yeah, right. Pretty quick, like, once I got back from the track. Um, but, yeah, I mean, once I got home, um, I realised I'd sort of developed this, like, maybe... D, upper D, low C grade fame of like where people recognise you. But upper D, like, lower C. I love that. But <laughs> that's great. <laughs> it's like they don't recognise you outright. It's more like you look familiar. 
Where right. do I know you from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you? Do you run? <laughs> Are you that Olympic runner? What's your name again? Yeah, <laughs> it's like that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's like after that sort of painful, drawn out interaction, they're like, "Oh, let me get you. Let me buy a beer." <laughs> yeah, How many beers you get bought? I got bought a few beers, um, which is always nice. Yeah, yeah. I right. won't say no. Um, depends on the time of year, really. Yeah. What was the what was your phone like then when it was blowing up? Like, did you what was your follow account? Like, did you see where it went from to where it went? Like, just in like one moment was yeah, it? Was yeah, it just like, it bang, like bang, 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 bang? It bang. was like overnight. Went from like six or five or six thousand followers to like sixty thousand. You know, so like ten x. Ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous, and like just feels so stupid. But um, it was one of those things. Like, I think, <laughs> I think that. I just had no idea how, you know, that people were really like tuning into this at home because mm. you're in the village, it's bubbled. It was really like strict on COVID measures. Yeah. So you really are bubbled from it. Um, aside from my phone blowing up. So, yeah, the whole thing was just weird. This is all talk with Hello Sport on SEN. We're talking to Australia's fastest and hottest man, Rowan Browning. Now, Rowan, did you feel like you didn't get the proper... Um, Olympic experience because of the COVIDness. There was no crowds, obviously. Like, I mean, it was um, yeah, no, no crowds it was a shame. No minimal carry on mm. afterwards. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was fun. I, I did go out afterwards. You know, like people would have a few drinks and stuff. Mm. So you could. I missed a sunrise interview the next morning. Oh, really? Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, you um, missed Koshi. That must have been devastating. <laughs> Yeah, I made. I was compelled by the media department to make up for it the next day. Yeah, so. sure. You got to do, you got to do the right thing. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> so Koshy specifically. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want him on your bad side, man. man. He'll come for you. Not the president of Port Adelaide. No, exactly. Absolutely not. So, what um, did you did you get the ta- the tattoo? No, it's not my thing. You didn't get it. No, it's not my thing. I thought it was compulsory. No. Um. Oh, it's case by case. Yeah. Right. I mean, there are some shockers. Yeah. There are some. There are some ones that are more tasteful than others. Yeah. Some which are a bit <laughs> Elegant, less. understated. Yeah. It's I'd not like my to see thing. you get one on the shin, just my, all the way up the shin. My thing is, um, I get it. I think if there was never a tattoo to get, it's not a bad one. Yeah, definitely. And I fully respect it for people who do, but it's just not my thing. No. You know, I like, I, I'm a big watch guy. Like, I like watches. Mm-hmm. So I got a watch. It was like this Olympic release watch. So An was, Olympic release watch. Yeah. So that was my thing. I feel like it ages better. I'm disappointed better. you're not wearing it. Yeah, I came straight from training. What sort of a what is it? An Olympic watch or who's making that watch? Yeah, it's an it's an Omega. Cause okay. They oh, okay. Right, right, right. Yeah, so they do, they do like a release for every Olympics. And Hectic. That and that I, one, so. only athletes get it. No, or no, you just I had to buy it. Yeah, but, but um, it's a, it's a better. It's more in keeping with. The yeah, way that's your, much your more. I'm also just not really sentimental guy. Like I don't keep heaps of kit. You know. It just kind of takes up space, and they give you participation medallions and stuff. I don't really hold on to that. That's tough. I'm not yeah. taking that. Oh, well, in fairness, I took one for a marathon. What are you like, talking about, mate? Yeah, but I'm not. There's <laughs> How's no it hanging over there, yeah. bro? <laughs> they don't give out gold in the marathon. Well, they do. do. They? do they? Well, the guy that won it. Well, he he, <laughs> he deserved got a it. He deserved it. Yeah, I mean, I'm just yeah. You know what? I actually am going to walk that back. I will take it. Yeah, and, in the, and then in the thirty to thirty-five category, I'm sure there's maybe. Well, but I think like at the Olympics, I can understand an Olympian whose goal is gold, silver, bronze. To so you, be like, 
just it's on my mind. What do they got waiting for Ned Brockman when he when he trots in a Bondo to get a participation medal? He's got to get something, dude. We were t- I was talking about that with the boys today. They've got to close the roads, I reckon. Yeah. I think it'll be a Forrest Gump style sort of like everyone uh, running with yeah, him. Yeah, big crowd forming. Do you remember when him. that chick was it Jessica? I can't remember her last name. The sailor. Yeah, the sailor. The Jess Watson. Watson. Jess Watson, and like the harbour was just kicking off, and all the boats. It was like the it's like a Sydney to Hobart. Everyone's just following her in. Like that sort of shit needs to happen for Ned when he comes in. Whether he breaks the record or he gives a, f- but like I think he's still. Well, he's still in it. Tom. I think he's still cool. He's still, he's what still I love seeing is he, he'll have a bad day, like 25Ks, right? Yeah. And then he'll go, he'll go to bed, probably get like five or six hours sleep, a good night, wake up crying, and then he'll run 100Ks back to back. He's, Dude, he's, and he's, he's good. But, but also and he, at like 5.30 splits and you're like, oh, it's crazy. what is this guy made of? Like, 5.39s yesterday. 5.39. After like going, mate, this is the toughest thing, my shins are you got maggots in my feet, and I'm just like, yeah, it's ridiculous. I um, I don't have Strava, but I um, I Google his Strava most days just to see that straight line. Yeah, 100 k's. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He's captured yeah. the nation. Oh, it's absolutely. Awesome. Like I'm, I'm obsessed with him, and I've yeah. got no, you know, no issue saying that. No, absolutely, 100 percent obsessed with the guy. I can't get over it. Yeah, I'm imagine the with him footage they've got as well. Like, because they're not releasing a whole heap, really. Yeah. No, there'd be Docker. There'd be Docker. There should advice. be a Docker. There yeah. should be an Amazon Prime Docker. You'd hope so. I had a sauna with him once. It was intimidating. It was it was with um, it was with Ned and it was with uh, Harry Garside. Oh, and those guys are just meant like they're just. Do they know each other? Because yeah. Harry's all over his socials. Well, I mean, like, so do you have you met Ned before? Yeah, outside sauna of the sauna, him. but like, well, I, th- I mean, the are sauna. you buds? I want to hear about the sauna. Well, that was the only time we'd ever we'd ever met and hung out. It was um, how do you tee up a sauna with the great man? How's that happen? Um, just get my people to talk to his people, and we. <laughs> That's the life you live yeah. in these days. It's Instagram DM. Oh yeah, yeah. But this was back before he had you know hundred thousand followers. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. So you know who I, I broke out? through the noise. Yeah. Did you so you DM and go, hey bro, you want to hop in a hot sauna? Yeah, I can't remember what the conversation was, but we just we yarned a little bit and then. Um, organized it and yeah those guys they're just tough like mentally tough like, yeah like you know harry does those cold showers like he, every day i don't think he's had a warm shower in a year or something what do you what, what's it like uh around your friendship group right like you know you're the what you've done and like how do your mates react to mate they don't care they give you shit they give yeah. you sh- did you not to turn it take it to a negative town did you f- up a baton change in a yeah, relay yeah. recently yeah, do they give you shit on. about something like that? Like, oh, obviously, yeah. you know, like it's obviously you don't want to do that, but like your friends always keep you com games honest. Com games was heat. it in the com games? It was. Um, I tripped over thin air, fell over. How'd that feel? How, like, how are your teammates? Yeah, like, are they all the cool? most embarrassing moment of my life? I'd say by some margin. Really? By some margin. Shit. That's it was tough. just one of these egregious ups. Yeah. Like. That I just have no explanation for, and I never will. How are the boys placed, Australia? It was the heat, so we should have been through smooth. Uh-huh. But, but uh, like, where? But like, the thing that was the thing were, about were it, we, like, were we a metal sniff? Potentially, potentially, it, hard to know. Hard, but yeah, it wasn't. But like, not like you weren't favourites or anything. It was. We like, weren't the favourites to win, but we were definitely in the mix. Mm. Um, it's happened before, and I've seen it happen, and I think okay, so not, not with you. No, no, no. It's yeah. happened to other people, and I thought. How does that happen? Well, now I 
now you, you, you don't still don't know, but you're more forgiving. I'm much more forgiving now. But I mean, it was just so grim and like, oh man, just so noisy. But I mean, that feeling of having to get up, pick yourself up, be like, oh, what happened? Um, walk down the home straight, and then you, and then you got to face up to the media. It's not easy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I could always see the funny side of it, but mm. I think, and I could laugh at myself, but not the situation because sure. what I, what I felt bad about was like I had just so egregiously this up for the for the team. You yes. know, you don't because it's not really a team sport, the hundred, but you come together for the relay, and for mm. some of those guys, like they were there for the relay. Yeah, and I was responsible for that. So yeah, it was That's it was tough. pretty brutal, um, but the boys were really good about it. I'm sure they were pissed. Like, they had every right to be pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, they were good about it, so I just appreciated that. That's nice. Yeah. But, you know, my mates give me shit about it all they the time. They do. Like, and, it's, and it's just like this trite old joke as well. You know, they dig into you a bit in the media. They're pretty good. But What's there that are a few like? Comments That's made. what I was interested to know. Like, just your, like, because the media, again, right? You have, like, the, the darling of the media, but then you have the, what, the side where they, take sh- they talk a bit of shit. Well, I feel like the chop down's coming. It's coming at some point. There are a few comments, amateur hour. But I don't disagree with it. So, you know, I just sort of didn't, I didn't mind because it's like, well, you're right. Yeah, you can cop <laughs> That was you can cop very it. amateurish. Yeah. So what's the, what what then now, like, I guess, but, so you've got the Olympics coming up, right? So like that's the, the next massive goal, but is there, there's things in between there. How do you, how do you work on like, where do you, when do you qualify for the next Olympics or when is that sort of? About a year out okay. is when the window opens. So next year. Yeah, after the World Champs, which were in Budapest. What time of year? What? Are the uh, World Champs next year? Early August. Early August. Oh, sorry, late August. Okay. Late August. Yeah. And what are your what are your what are your goals? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? Um, you got to be in the final. You got to go top eight to to have a sniff. Yeah. You know, like because the way it progresses so cutthroat, like you got to be in the final to just be in the mix. So I want to get there and then just see. Um, I'm interested to see how this year shapes up. Like I needed a long stint of training just to get fit, work on a few things, get the body right, uh, which is what I lacked last year, like that consistency, like just kept getting injured, kept mm-hmm. getting sick. Um, made a few bad strategic calls around competitions and then altogether I had an okay year, but it wasn't a spectacular year. Mm-hmm. What are the so, strategic calls around comps? Like what's that mean? Like, oh, just like picking the wrong ones. Should I go and travel here and compete or should I stay and train and get a bit of work in? You know, I chose comps as a bit of a, a bit of a strategy, which was something we were trying out and didn't quite work for me. So it's all just this like living and learning process. You're saying before, it was like, you know, it's sort of, I think you said like old man's game. Like, is there a, an age when sprinters peak predominantly or historically? Yeah, maybe like 26 through to sort of 29 around, around there. It just depends. Like it's individual. So I think after Paris, I'll be in my peak years. But I'd like to get things moving, get things happening. For sure. How many Next more season. Olympics do you think you've got? I don't Perfect know. Perfect world. It's Paris, obviously, and then, Paris. We're, we're, then we're 2028. LA. LA. Um, LA, I'll be... Paris, I'll be 26. LA, I'll be 30. Brisbane, thereafter. 34. 34, I'll be getting on a bit. I will be the elder statesman of the... Oh, you'll be old, bro. Yeah. You'll have a bad back. You'll have hair as grey as Eddie. Yeah, you will. Have knees worse than you've got now. Yeah, so we'll just say I think I'll play it by ear after LA. But I definitely have full intentions of going to, to LA. Just one of those things. Um, I think if I'm getting better and I think I can be um, 
one of the one of the best guys in the world, then I'll keep doing it. But you know, I just think like that competitor in you doesn't want to. You don't want to just go and get knocked, run out in heats. Yeah, run out in semis. Like, what's the point? Mm. You listen to all talk with Tom and Eddie here from the Hello Sport podcast on SEN, and we are talking to the fast, the speedy Rowan Browning. Now, Rowan, what do you? How strict do you have to be in terms of monitoring the things you can and can't take around doping and all that sort of shit? Really mate? strict, really strict, because you know, like. And I take supplements, um, you know, dietary supplements. I got a dietitian. Uh, shout out to Jess. Shout out to Jess. Shout out to Jess. Jess got, looks after me. She got a business. You want to shout her out? Yep. What is it? Jess Spenlove, Health Performance Collective. Bang. Bang. Check them out. So, Jess, thanks for all your work. Um, but, yeah, mainly they're just supplements geared, you know, like fish oils and iron, if my iron's low, that sort of thing. Um, I mean, I use, yeah, tr- I use True. Um not an ad, but yeah, I bend for my corporate <laughs> masters. Oh, absolutely. You we guys know yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, we know yeah, yeah. all about yeah. that. But sometimes yeah. you bend more willingly because they just put out good product. <laughs> Bro, I, yeah. bend, I bend willingly. We bend willingly here because we only bend for the best. We bend yeah. for the best. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's right. a lesson in that. Bend for the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I use like creatine. I use whey protein. I use a gut health um, supplement, electrolytes. Um that sort of thing. So, but do you I'd, ever get like, is there ever, I don't know, like, I guess, you know, if you, even if you say like someone's buying your beer, obviously it's pretty f- straightforward, right? Someone's just buying your beer. It's not, but like, do you ever have to, do you ever get wigged out by things like that where you're like, for sure, for y- sure. You might just have something that's got something in it or even a creatine. I've just following, from well, following, like even the swimming, but like from following the UFC, so if I, right? If like, somebody bought me a beer, but I didn't say poured, you'd be like, like nah. if it's a, a really good mate. Yeah, no problem. But yeah. if it's sort of someone, uh, you know, stranger, I'm probably I'm not going to take it unless mm. I've seen it be poured. Who was the Australian uh, swimmer? Shana Jack. Shana Jack. Like she, you know, maintains her innocence, and maybe she is. But like she got rubbed out for two years for like min- yeah. minute amounts of like some sort of psalms, I believe, which I think exist in some supplements. So when it comes to the supplements, like what is so crucial is that like um, some companies, like True. Uh, do like independent third-party batch testing, so they test for contaminants. Because the issue can be like, you get a you get a whey protein powder, and it's it's all good on the label, but it's you know the manufacturing's outsourced in you know maybe it's in a Chinese factory or something. It's like they've just put through like this like get jacked plus you know supplement that has growth hormone or something, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then you know your the conveyor belt's not cleaned, your product comes on and it's contaminated in the process. It's like. But they, they they just have this strict liability policy where it's like if it's in your system, you know, you're responsible for it. So arguably in that situation, you haven't, you know, done anything. You haven't committed any sort of malfeasance. No. But you're you're still held responsible. So you got to be really careful. Do you get tested often? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's ad hoc. It depends. The system's meant to be random. I think it's random targeted. But... Yeah, it depends. Do you ever get, like, has there been any ones where it's, like, three in the morning or something? They're, like, knocking nah, on No, it's not like that. It'll be, like, around comps or, you know, you get to this level where you have to log on this app where you sleep every night, an hour, period of day that you've got to allocate. And then, like, if they come uh, and you're not there during that one-hour period, you get, like, an infraction. And if you get three within, I think it's two years, you just get an automatic ban. Really? Yeah, for two years, I believe. So they'll test where you, like, they'll... Interesting. <laughs> Very much appreciate you coming on. It's been great to chat. 
Um, you raced a horse. That's what I do want to ask. Yeah, yeah. I know I just was wrapping you up, but now I want to know about racing a horse. Yeah. Did you beat the horse? Yeah, but it was, I mean, <laughs> so you got the dog. bag, it was rigged. You beat a horse. It was rigged. Yeah, it was, it was, it was rigged. Well, oh. how's that? How's that? I f- well, you know, it was handicapped, but I mean. But it's a f- horse, Rowan. Yeah. Like, you still beat a horse. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? That's how much? Did, okay, well, how much did you beat the horse by? Um, it was tight at the line, but I had a fair head start. But it was tight at the line, so if you'd run poorly, you wouldn't have won, so you did get the dub. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. how's the track? What are we talking, heavy 10? We're I talking, kind of remember I was being told, wet. I was told, I was concerned about rolling an ankle. Did you put the long spikes in? Nah, I was in uh, football boots. I was in footy boots. Footy boots? <laughs> Shout out to Puma, sent me a pair of footy boots. Yeah, nice. Which I hadn't worn in a long time. But, um... I was told it would be like a putting green. And then I don't know why I believed it. Cause it was in I, the type of turf the, you were The turf, over. yeah. But when I got out there, it was like turf that had been run over by 500 horses. I don't know what I expected. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So you were lied to. Basically. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah I, was mis- I was led down the garden path. Yes. For sure, yeah. And what was that to prom- like to launch? Uh, it was the promo the, the Everest last year, yeah. yeah. yeah so it was good fun. I yeah. went out to the Everest that year and it was, uh, yeah, took my housemates out and it was good fun. So you're living with housemates. Oh, you're 24. I forget. Can yeah. I, what's it, 24? How does World that your work? Feet. Yeah, what's going on? Are you paying all the rent? Uh, no, 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 no. Good. Yeah. But like if you've got a meet going on and the boys get a bit carried away and they come back and rip and tear, like what's the lay of the land? Do they start watching your highlights at four in the morning? Are you like, bruh, f*** off, I'm trying to sleep? Yeah, they do. Not at four in the morning. <laughs> Not at four in the morning, but they've, they've put them on. They've, you know, put them on when I'm being drug tested. <laughs> At six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so what? Someone comes over and they put the highlight. They put you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, oh they, they always God. do it, dude. Yeah, that's hilarious. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying. That is so. good. That is good. That's yeah. fantastic. No, and they're good. They're good blokes. They're and, good. And we've been living together for a couple of years, and we and we have some good laughs, and yeah, it's it's good. Mate, thanks again. Really appreciate it. Good luck with everything, and hopefully we do get in the sauna sometime soon. Yeah, it's been a treat. Thanks very much. Legend. Beautiful. Thanks, mate. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.